Yo, you already know who it is when you hear that. Welcome everybody, Larry's Live, Larry's Podcast, my own podcast. How everybody doing this fine day? Don't know what time or day it is for y'all over there, but I'm still over here on this shift doing my thing, trying to create this new franchise for myself. But anyways, today we're going to be talking about my hometown team, Orlando Magic. This one's for the crib back in Florida. Just going to highlight what you guys got going on earlier I made a statement saying they wasn't making the playoffs, no matter uh, the decent start that they had. Caused a lot of heat going on in my hometown, but um, I'm not stamping it, not stapling it. I do still feel that way, and I'll get into what I feel like uh, could get them in the playoff contentions, what, what they could shake up to turn this Magic team around. Even though the fans thinking that they look like they turned things around, I'm just not completely so yet. And after I get uh, get into the Magic, I'm gonna break down what's going on around the league. Hit y'all with a freestyle with rapid fire hot topics off the top of the dome about some of the more interesting things going on in the league right now. I.e. KD's comments about LeBron. Uh, top of the free agents, where they're going, where would they fit. If they're even leaving. All that and then some more right here on Larry's Podcast. Stick with me, everybody. Ah. Yay! Yo, yo, yo. All right, everybody. So let's talk about these 12 and 14 Magic, Orlando Magic. Let's talk about, um, you know how I do. Let's talk about this record, some of their losses, who they lost to at that. Lost to the Hornets, Sixers, Blazers, Bucks, Kings, Clippers, Detroit, Wizards, Toronto, Denver, Golden State, Blazers, Denver, and Pacers. And Pacers. Thought they beat them a second time. Uh, before I get into the wins, let, uh, these losses – the only credit I can give Magic for uh, most of these losses is that they're against. If you watched uh, some of my episodes, earlier episodes, you know how I rank the league. Uh, most of them are Tier 1 and Tier 2 teams. Examples of Tier 1 teams, if you haven't seen them, is teams like uh, OKC, uh, uh, Golden State, Boston, Milwaukee. Those are Tier 1 teams. Tier 2 teams like Denver, the Clippers. I said Detroit, but I put a question mark next to them because it was early in the season. And also the 76ers. Uh, these are the best teams in the league. The Tier 2 teams are only like a piece or so away from being a Tier 1 team, that finals team. Tier 1 teams are those final teams that I like to actually get to the finals, like OKC and Golden State from the West and Boston and Milwaukee. Not Boston. Yes, Boston, but more more so Toronto and Milwaukee and Boston in the East. But if you look at these Magic losses, that's exactly most of the, 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 the people that they lose to are Tier 1 and Tier 2 teams, like the Sixers. I had Blazers Tier 2, but I put them down. Well, before I even put the episode out, I was going to put them in Tier 2. I have to check if I still have them in Tier 2. But it's a question mark if, if they're just like – uh, Detroit, if they're going to stay tier two, if I have them there. Tier one, the Bucks, uh, Clippers, a nice tier two team. Detroit, I was just talking about them. Toronto, Denver, Golden State, 
Denver tier two, but easily could be tier one, just uh, depending on how the rest of their season goes. Blazers again, they lost to uh, Denver again, and the Pacers. And that Pacers was last night without Victor Oladipo, but that Pacers team is still a good team. Tyreek Evans showing up like he's supposed to. And the thing about these losses is they don't have any uh, they don't have any wins to the only the only uh, win they have uh, combating the, the uh, one of these losses is the 76ers. Sixers beat them then they beat Philly 111 to 106. Some notable wins that they do have they beat the Celtics 93-90. Philly, like I just said, 111-106, and they beat the Lakers twice. And that's pretty much it. Those are the only notable wins, top-heavy team wins that the Magic have this season, if you want to uh, include the Lakers in that. If, and I also said maybe uh, maybe this, you can include the Spurs in that because um, we don't know how the Spurs might end up being later on in the season. They might just have a bad start. But they beat the Spurs 117-10. And my biggest concern is you don't have any real wins against any great teams. And you've played a whole heap of great teams and only beaten two great teams and an okay kind of good team in the Lakers. Celtics and Philly being two great teams. Playoff-wise, where do I see the Magic ending up? Honestly, they're right now they're eighth in the uh, playoff seeds. Two teams that's in there above them that I don't uh, that is question marks. You have uh, Victor Oladipo list Indiana Pacers. Victor Oladipo is out for the rest of the season, so that right there leads me to believe already in my head uh, Indiana's out. The Pacers are out. They had a good start with uh, Oladipo on the court. Maybe only lost two or three games with him on the court. Maybe only lost two or three games while he's injured. But it's a league. Uh, uh, it's a league. It's a it's a it's a league with a very long long season. Maybe after th that All Star game, we start to see it really affect Pacers not having that guy. So that's where uh, one kind of half of one way that the Magic could be secured. Also. Um, if the Hornets can't continue their decent play. The Hornets are also up in their uh, playoffs at like seven or six. But my thing is, like I've been saying since the beginning of the season, Kemba cannot do it by himself. He just cannot do it by himself. But something that I wanted to bring to everybody's attention is that Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, him and Kemba Walker are free agents at the end of the season. And I think, in my opinion, Michael Jordan has something cooked up to try and keep Kemba Walker there because Kemba's Walker's he, you know he's averaging 27 points. He's finally broken through that barrier. He's finally giving his team wins basically without any help basically. And I think if I'm Jordan, I give up whatever I need to make sure I keep Kemba at the same time keep this flow going. So my the only smart thing to do would be trading Michael Kidd Gilchrist and not letting him walk unless you really like his play to the point where you want to offer him some money. But in my opinion, his defense is great, but there's plenty of players out there that can give you a whole heap of offense with some defense as well. And, and I got the list of free agents here that could possibly help the Hornets out. 
we was talking er, uh, earlier. We were talking about what what would happen if Bradley Beal was to go over there. He can defend, not maybe as a lockdown defender, but he can defend. And that offense we all know is very great. And maybe it was time for him to switch up. Who was at that point guard position for him? You know, what I mean, Kimball Walker is a very different type of player than John Wall. Never know how that could work out. But if those Hornets were to not make any moves, not to make anything shape, and I feel like they would be another team that would easily uh, not not continue the good stretch of games that they got going on now. And those are two teams that could fall down, easily securing Magic Spot in the playoffs. Although, the second thing I wanted to bring up was that the Heat and the Wizards are right under at 9 and 10, right under the Magic. That being said, two, one of two things can happen. The first thing is the Hornets and the Pacers stay competitive and they stay in those spots. And Magic stays in that eighth spot. Now they have to combat against Heat and the um, Wizards. And personally, I feel like the Wizards might be that team to to actually take that spot if it was to be a one-spot open kind of thing like how uh, Utah and Denver was last year. I feel like it would be – was it was it Utah and Denver? It was – no, I'm sorry. Uh, Timberwolves and Denver, they played the last game of, the, of their season. The last game of the season for that, they had the same record, and it was for the eighth spot. I think I don't think it would go directly as that, but in a sense, if it came down to it and the Wizards had to, you know, the last maybe 10 or so games, maybe 15 or so games, or the last month of the season, Magic were eight, Wizards were nine, they had to make that push, I would give it to the Wizards easily. All because uh, come March, come April, me, I feel like if the Wizards make, uh, if they make a whole bunch of trades, it's a question mark. But if they if they give the team a chance to find themselves, which is hard to do because you want to believe in this Wizards team that on paper looks amazing, but they were eighth in the East last year. Now they're not their tenth, so nothing's really improving from last year. You send away one of your um, best centers in Martian Gortat for Austin Rivers, and what has he done since being there? That that replaces Martian. He's doing his own thing, but he's not he's not. You you betted it all in for the white, and now he's out with a lower back buttocks injury until February. So you you gambled on that, you kind of lost. But at the same time, you still have a great you know group of players with uh, Wizards: John Wall, Bradley Beal, Oubre, Porter uh, Porter Jr. They're still great players. You still got uh, one of the Morris twins. Maybe it's the coach. I love me some Scott Brooks. I really do. But something has to give over there in Washington. Me personally, like I said two seconds ago, I think if you give them time, they'll figure it out. Not enough to where they'll figure out how to be elite, top of the league like they were three years ago. No, but they'll figure it out to where they uh, can be in the playoff talks. But at the same time, if I was head of organization, I wouldn't aim to just make the playoffs just so next year we can be back shitty. I'm aiming to fix whatever we got so we can make that push and be dominant in the East. So if that means you have to trade Bradley Beal or Otto Porter Jr., hell, even John Wall, make sure you make that thing count. You know, 
uh, watch how the Clippers did they thing. They got pieces. They got parts that matters. They didn't get they didn't get um, question marks, no names, people we don't even really know of, and draft picks for a star. You know, kind of what Orlando would do. Get what you play. Get what you deserve. Wizards, and I, I know I'm all off the track. We're supposed to be talking about the Magic, so let me derail it back. I tend to do that, but I feel like, you know, y'all love it. So, but at the same time, I don't think that will happen. And what I don't think will happen would is Magic staying in that eighth spot and then having to fight for the Wizards for that eighth spot. I think the Wizards ultimately will get not just the eighth spot, but get inside of those playoffs, not four or three or four, maybe six. Sam, maybe five, something like that, something in that range. I think the Heat might, um, if they, it, depending on how, Hassan, Hassan Whiteside is also a free agent um, the end of the season. So, depending on if they want to make a big trade for him. Um, don't know if any teams even have faith in him after that poor playoff series against, I believe it was, the 76ers. In only five games, he only scored about five points. And this isn't, you know, reflective on the season prior when he was averaging about 17 points per game and about nine or eight boards. It just And also leading the league in blocks. It's not the same Hassan, Hassan Whiteside. So depending on if they trade him, who they get for him, Miami, who – uh, made the playoffs last year, like I was just talking about, without having that star, with Hassan playing uh, iffy, Josh Richardson really looking like most improved player. Depending on all of that, Miami could shake up things and also come and snatch that eighth, seventh spot. So that's two teams Magic have to look for, uh, look out for. Really, it's four teams. They have to look out for those Pacers, look out for those Hornets. At the same time, look out for the teams behind them, um, Wizards and Heat. Everybody else in the East above them are kind of solidified their spots. Boston, Toronto, Milwaukee, Detroit, uh, Philly. You know, that's five. And then you got Magic, Hornets, and Pacers. So those last three spots is really uh, the toss-ups, and that's what Orlando wants to look out for. And the reason I don't have much faith in them, because uh, they haven't really done anything to convince me otherwise. One thing I think Orlando could do is trade Nikolai Vujovic. That's one thing I think they really should do. Not because he's a bad player or, or he's hurting their team. Quite the opposite. He's the heartbeat of the Magic. He leads the Magic in scoring. He also is top three in assists. Leads them in rebounding. Field goal percentage. PER. That's player efficiency rating. He leads them all over the, all over the stat sheets. He is not the problem. The problem with that is you're limiting his greatness. It's quite clear year after year, every other big man that comes in is over Vujovic. Uh, and you're trying to either that or you're trying to make him work, and it doesn't. So if you have Mo Bamba, you have Aaron Gordon, I believe they still have Bismack Mbiyombo. If you If you have that, chill with it. Compliment these players and Orlando, please figure out how to nourish and, and, and polish your new rookies from this day forward and on because you haven't been doing it right. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But let uh, Nikolai go so he can be the great star center that he is going to be 
on a different team, possibly helping them win in the championship, et cetera, et cetera. Something else I wanted to talk about um, with these um, Magic is just a couple of their stats, where they uh, lead in the league and what they don't lead in, and then compare it to last year's stats, see if uh, they're the same at all anyway, see if they're on the right track or the wrong track to finish in the season. And on top of that, I'm going to describe what their season was like last year. So I'm going to talk about their leading scores. They're leading everything. Vujovic uh, leading with 21. Then you have Aaron Gordon with 16.6. Evan Fournier with 15 points per game. Terrence Ross with 14 points per game. DJ Augustin with 10 points per game. And Mo Bamba with 6 points per game. Their PER, Vujovic leading with 27. Kim B, 18.9, but he only played eight games, five minutes. So that's just up there because he was efficient in those five minutes. Aaron Gordon, 17.5. Mobama, 16.1. T. Ross, 15.1. So it's looking like Vujovic is the more efficient player on the team. Uh, Mobamba, uh, with his 17 minutes, 16 PR, isn't bad. Assist, DJ Augustine with 5.3. Evan Fournier with 3.8. And Nick Nikolai Vujovic with 3.7. I just want to say, anytime your big man, it seems like when your big man has about almost four assists a game, that whole team as a whole is a great passing team, is a great assist team, i.e., I love saying that, uh, Denver with Joker or Golden State with Draymond Green. Those two big men are really, really, really great passers, and the team as a whole passes really good. Uh, and Al Hawford, this was – he's the only player since Wilt, I believe, to average uh, – not only player but only center since Wilt to average – about 14 points, 14 to 17 points with five assists. That's um, that's big right there. Back to the Magic. We was just talking about their scoring, PR, assists. I got some of the three-point shooting right here. Vujovic, uh, I have their field goal and their three-point, so don't lose me now. Vujovic leading with 55%, Obama 49%, Eric Gordon 47%, T. Ross 45%. Then three-point percentage, DJ Augustine, 43, Nikolai Vujovic, 40, T. Ross, 39, Aaron Gordon, 38, and Jerry and Grant, 35% per game. In the league, around the league, they're 26th in points per game, third in the fewest turnovers per game with 1207, 12.7, sixth in assists, 25th in uh, total rebounds with 42.3, and 23rd in defensive rebounds with 33.3 right there if we just look at that they can't score 26 in points per game it's hard for them to get the buckets and 25th in total rebounds 23rd in defensive rebounds they're struggling to get boards as well but like i said before six in assists third and least turnovers they're passing that ball like gravy beautifully it's flowing like water uh 20th and two point percentage 13th and three point percentage 19th and field goal overall What's crazy is they're 30th in free throw rates getting to that line. Does that mean their guards aren't attacking that paint or those big mans aren't getting that contact in the paint like they should? Just another alarming stat just to stand out for the Orlando Magic. 25th in steals and 13th in blocks. Next you have 8th in points allowed, 20th in creating turnovers, so they don't really create too many turnovers. 3rd in teams few with steals. 22nd, so that means they don't uh, they don't cough the ball up either. 22nd opponent rebounder, 14th in opponent two-point percentage, 23rd in opponent three-point percentage. That means people are really hitting the three-pointer on them. 18th in opponent's field goal, and eh, slightly below average. 
it's uh you know it's not great it's not too bad but it's not good definitely 16th in opponents defensive rebound rating 22nd in opponents turnover rating 18th in opponents efficient field goal fourth in turnovers 17th in efficient field goal percentage 21st in true shooting uh negative 2.6 net rating 15th in defensive rating and sixth in offensive rating so they have a very good offense of rating and a very average defensive rating very average and these stats are small stats that don't really accumulate to much but they're still stats alone we have number of layups that they've um that they've taken they are obviously last pretty much them they're last in the league 300 with 302 layups and number of dunks 19th with 110 and then on the defensive side they're 10th and fewest dunks 107 dunks out of 159 and 19th and fewest layups 345 out of 415 so um, teams are getting in that paint and making layups but it's harder for them to dunk probably with Mobamba and Vujovic and I don't know if Bismack is still on there and on that team now let's uh with those stats let's just compare it to the 2017-2018 season they are 24th in points per game so it's still hard for them to score uh, 14th in turnovers they're coughing the ball up more this year 13th in blocks 20th in steals around the same 11th and the 6th that kind of went up for them they didn't uh wasn't spreading that ball but still close to the top 10 so you can see where they was improving at uh, here we go. The same thing with that rebounding. 26th in total rebounds and 24th in defensive rebounds. 18th in two-point percentage, 28th in three-point percentage. Still shitty from the three. And 20th in field goal percentage, uh, way below average overall shooting. 21st in points allowed, 108. They can't really stop teams from scoring. Uh, 14th in opponents' turnovers. 23rd in opponents assist per, 29th in opponents rebound, and you kind of get that. If they can't rebound, then you already know their opponent's going to rebound. 28th in opponents offensive rebound, 17th in two-point percent, two, uh, their opponent's two-point percentage, 14th in opponent's three-point percentage, that's very average, and 22 in opponent's field goal overall, that is well below average. 14th in opponent's turnover percentage, 18th in opponent's efficiency field goal first in opponent's defensive rating 18th turnover percentage 10th in efficient field goal ninth in true shooting 25th in net rating 18th in defensive rating and 25th in offensive rating. and number of layups 20th number of dunks 16th uh, 28th and fewest layups allowed and 26th and fewest dunks allowed so basically people are all in the paint and these boys all year that what we that was the uh 2017 2016 magic my predictions what do i think the magic can do for the rest of their season ultimately like i said they just they like i said i'll um for one as i get into these hot topics next it's the free agency what I was hearing was they were trying to send Vucevic to Boston for Terry Rozier, which I do not have a problem with at all. Upgrade that point guard position. Um, Evan Fournier can get some help right there at that guard spot. 
because Terry Rose, he's a good, he's a decent defender. Coming off that bench with Marcus Smart, you're going to get you some defensive uh, skills along with it. But I think if they send Vujovic, make another big trade, draw in, uh, get Terry Rose and draw in another free agent, they can do it. But I don't like this magic to go anywhere without without something new on their team. And it, it can't be like the Ibaka trade. It has to really mean something. It has to stick. Uh, it's a lot of free. It's a lot of free agents because um, you know they got their player options. But besides that, it's a lot of free agents coming out this uh, upcoming summer. So, and Magic really pay attention and see what you want. Get get a couple trades in from all over. You never know what's going on. But that's the only way I see the Magic of improving, improving, improving. Uh, maybe ship Aaron Gordon because I, I I like Aaron Gordon, but he averages 16-6 per game. But is that really going? Is he that guy that's going to add that power forward position that's going to help you win? Those undersized uh, power forwards haven't really been the shit besides Draymond. Um, really, it's been the 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 small ball four fours that that really uh pro, you know do better. I don't want to name any, but fuck it, I will. <laughs> AD, uh, more any other Morris twins, for sure. Tatum, you know, B. Simmons can go right there. Giannis. These are players, the the smaller players that can play that four spot that just they excel in. Of course, Ben Simmons being uh, also playing point guard, but. The Kenneth Fareeds, the this guy right here, Aaron, uh, Aaron Gordon, Big Baby Davises. Um, they just, uh, I feel like they just won't get it for you at that four spot. So trade Aaron Gordon, uh, see what you can get for him, see what teams want for him. And it's just really on the organization for the Magic because they, they, since I've known the Magic to be the Magic, they made really shitty moves disappointing trades getting players just to send them away is and then and th at the same time they don't develop their players like they're supposed to imagine if victor oladipo doing what he was doing with the, that tobias harris was on this team uh it's just you know ridiculous but stick with me i'm finna get into these hot topics rapid fire everybody this is larry live larry podcast boom <laughs> You, what's going on, everybody? All right, I'm gonna hit y'all with these hot topics real quick. Uh, starting off with the most controversial, uh, as of lately, KD's toxic comments. Uh, basically, he just uh, made some, a couple comments in regards to playing with LeBron, star players uh, not wanting to play with LeBron, saying that um, he draws in a lot of what he said, uh, fan babies, something like of the sort, media babies, fan babies. And uh, he's it's just very toxic to play around LeBron pretty much in a nutshell. Uh, and to an extent, I mean, to an extent, not even to an extent. I mean, he's not lying. You know, he said, you know, it's, it's not LeBron's fault, which is true. You know, it's 
everybody I don't know why they're tripping on his comments because it, it's very much true and the the prime example of that is Kyrie Irving leaving like leaving and he was he was with you know they just came from a finals a loss that but they just came from the finals and all and he decided still being with the best player on the planet knowing that if he stays with LeBron the next I don't know eight years he'll get to the finals <laughs> he'll be in those finals those next eight years obviously but like KD kind of was saying it's it's true it's toxic playing with LeBron in the sense of everything that comes with LeBron LeBron has always had the spotlight on him since he's came in the league in 03 always 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 kind of took kind of after he got his first ring in Miami that's kind of when the lights kind of you know what I mean it was so much pressure on him as well um but that spotlight was huge it kind of dimmed down on him since that first title but but ever since you know kind of coming back to Cleveland it gotten bigger it's gotten brighter especially you know with this new era with Golden State and you know another thing is like it's just a lot that comes with, you know, LeBron and, and being on LeBron's team because he, you know, he has so much influence. He has so much, oh, it, it, as you can see, oh, it doesn't matter on what team he's on. Uh, he has so much influence. He has so much, uh, how much you can say, like drama, drama. He's drama, drama, drama like. He gets that drama towards him very often. People say he creates it. I wouldn't disagree with that, but I don't too much say he asks for it all the time. He does, you know, a lot of a lot of um, public complaining at times when it doesn't need to be done. But that's, I mean, it's not really looking for drama. It's just it is what it is. And I just gotta say that um, when it comes to stars playing with him, I feel like. That spotlight might dim down like it did in Miami once, um, because it. You gotta think about it. It's, it's all every time LeBron. It's always something. Kyrie leaving. It, he had to carry that Cavs team. Now he's with his new Laker team. So if he gets him like two studs, two stars that can, you know, what I mean, help him out with this young core. Because I know I feel like the ultimate goal is not to trade them. That's I feel like that's the ultimate goal. Not to trade Lonzo, not to trade Ingram, not to trade Hart or Kuzma. He wants them. That's the long term. That's what he sees. But if he has to, he will, in my opinion. But like I, like they were saying, like everybody was saying, not everybody, but like KD was saying, um, it is very toxic to play with LeBron. You know, especially if you're great and you want to be considered as great, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to risk that by playing with LeBron. And like I was saying earlier, that's why I feel like KD did not, you know, will not um, go to LA because he's he he wants to he you know he considered himself as the best player in the world. And if you team up with who everybody right now at least is, is saying the best in the world talking about LeBron James then as Kevin Durant I wouldn't want to play with that person because I'm trying to be the best everybody say you're the best so you know what I mean why would we team why would we why would we team up why would, why would I be why would I want to play with you if I want to make my own name if I want to 
if I want everybody saying I'm the greatest. So, I mean, what he was saying was very much true. Uh, people, A lot of people didn't like it because of where KD was coming from, saying, how can you say that when you just joined a 3-1 team yourself out of the world? I don't really know what it has to do with anything. Um, honestly, because it's not like KD was looking for any drama or anything of the sort. Um, joining Golden State, I feel like he just wanted them rings. He just wanted those safety nets. So when he goes on to the next, you know, parts of his career, you know what I mean? If he fails and not get another ring, he can at least say he has two. And to, to piggyback, we're going to leave that. We, just to piggyback um, on KD, um, where KD's going, I feel like KD, um, most people don't, most, see, <laughs> crazy thing is, most people are talking about KD leaving, but a lot of people don't feel like he will leave. My opinion, if you understand what I'm saying, my opinion is he might just leave. If not this year, next year. He will, I feel like, he has to, he won't retire and go to state. I feel like he has to make him, he has to stand on what he said about him being the greatest in the world. And Kevin Durant, he's a, he's a special motherfucker. Ain't no telling what, ain't no telling how he thinks. If he thinks being on this Golden State team and just beating everybody, uh, and possibly going on a five peak and doing all that, that'll make him the greatest in the world. It won't. And if he's thinking like that, it, I'm sorry to say that he's delusional. The only way he can be the greatest in the world, better than LeBron, is if he leaves that team and starts something with a new team. And goes on and, and and bring that team, that state, that city. I mean, um, four, four, three to four rings, maybe even five, if he can do it. If he's, you know, what I mean, which is very hard. Which is why I feel like he got those two safety nets. But KD is such a good player. Depending on the team he goes to, he can not even de- depending on the team he goes to, he can't take him to the finals. But the team where you know, what I mean, where he goes, I feel like he needs to be. It needs to be a place where he can shine where everyone knows that's his team and kind of like a Kyrie and Boston kind of thing and that's why I would I, I feel like him going to the Knicks I heard I, I that's my opinion but I've heard him going people talking about he would be a good fit in Dallas or they've heard him going to Dallas I feel like this is my personal opinion ball not Boston but the Knicks or the Clippers are or something to look at if he wants to do that. But especially New York. Bringing a championship to New York. Hell, twice. That that could be big. And how he does it. That could be big. That And and the amount of finals. He, everything. You know, it, it will be. It's, it's going to be very, very, very technical. If he's really going for that. Because he, he's behind LeBron. The only thing he has LeBron in is shooting. Uh, having better field goal percentage. Not so much scoring. He, well, all right. We all know he shoots better than LeBron, but that scoring, KD can score. Uh, see, KD scores more easily because he's a better shooter. But we all know LeBron can get his when he wants to. We just, LeBron's that person where he decides not to. But this, if you see this, this Lakers season, when he wants to, he can. You know what I mean? And even back when he was with the Cavs, the, the garbage Cavs, when he wanted to, he did. Um... But if KD wanted to go for that, he would have to do a whole lot in New York. Maybe three rings, uh, three MVPs, five to six straight final appearances. 
Um, all this on top of his uh, right now resume could could lead to maybe an argument. But if he was to, uh, uh, how old is kid? I don't know how old, maybe like 27, something like that. Eight years, if you finish out your, your, your eight years, you know, the Knicks, something like that. Hell, Dallas. You know what I mean? They got a good little core. They don't have a star. They got a good, good, good young boys with, with Luka Doncic, who's all everybody saying that boy. He's all, practically already an NBA player. You know, he doesn't look like a rookie. He looks like he's been here for for a minute. Excuse me. And also Dennis Smith Jr., who LeBron said that the Knicks should have grabbed over Nicoletta. But another team, I feel like probably. Um, is a good is a good look for them is the Blazers because they need that extra scoring. You know the Blazers is like that uh, that second back the 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 black you know Splash Brothers. You know what I mean? Uh, Dame can shoot just as good as Curry and CJ shoots just as good as Clay. And I believe they they you know throughout the season last season they were on pace with 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 the uh, Splash Brothers. So. Going to my only thing with the Trailblazers, they don't really have that bench or no center, you know what I mean, uh, to maybe beat a Golden State or OKC or Toronto. But KD is good enough to get them boys. If, if KD went to the Blazers, that would be that would be something special. Um, but yeah, man, that's all I had about KD. Next, I'm gonna talk about uh. Possibly Melo. Does Melo fit in LA? Hmm. Well, you know, if you don't know, Melo is one of my favorite players. First, um, all time favorite is Jesus Shuttlesworth. If you don't know who that is, please uh, turn off this podcast and go listen to something else because this is the wrong podcast for you. <laughs> and the second is Carmelo Anthony. You know, uh, Mr. Melo. Stay mellow himself. But, yeah. Mellow. I fought with Mellow, you know. And. Right now. Nothing's wrong with Mellow. Me, personally. I wouldn't want him to go to L.A. I know. LeBron could make that work. Um, LeBron could make that work. Because it's crazy. I just want to say it's crazy that, you know, no one talks about how the Rockets are still struggling even though Melo's not there. You know what I mean? No one's talking about that. You know, no one's speaking on it. No one's highlighting it. The Rockets aren't. They haven't progressed. They haven't gone on no kind of winning streak. They haven't improved no way. They're still losing games back to back to back. You know what I mean? And no one's, no one's saying anything about, no one's saying anything about how, after Melo left, Rockets are still the same as, as they were. I don't and I don't think the Rockets will stay like this, but it just sucks that they gave up on them. And I honestly think it had a lot to do with Dan Tony. I, that's what I honestly think. Nothing, not 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 James, not Chris, but Dan Tony. I, that's what I think. I feel like before Melo got there, he bitched about it, bitched about it, bitched about it. You know what I mean? Uh, and and they and he said, watch, just watch. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna fuck everything up. And, and when shit got bad, he, he was like, you know, I told y'all, I told y'all we got to cut him. We got to let him go. He's a, he's a cancer. He's a cancer. I've been here before. He's going to fuck it up. 
and it, you know, he, he had, I feel like he had that kind of influence because it was already taking a chance. You can tell they didn't have much faith in Melo um, because you, you see how they already, how they approached him. Hey, we let you know you starting on the bench. That was already an ultimatum for him. Uh, you can, uh, it's either us and the bench or nothing. So my dog, you know, all right, cool. And it was already said he was being that guy. He, he stepped back. He was trying to help out. He was, you know, in all kind of different ways. And that, I, I just feel like, you know, Dan Tony had a big part in that because you already know him and Melo never got along in New York. Kind of felt like, he kind of felt like Melo blackballed him. But, man, that's that's my personal opinion. And I'm not letting that go. But in the same sense, I do, I still feel like Houston will progress later on in the season. But back to Melo and the Lakers, I feel like Melo needs to be on a team that doesn't need him right now. That's that needs him come late February, March, April playoffs. That's a team that Melo needs to be on. So he can so so he can take it time to get a his confidence back because I know it I mean saying he even said out his mouth, you know, just just how everybody gave up on him like he hasn't been a star in this league for so many years. You know, I know it has to hurt his confidence. He, I know he's a great player already. You know what I mean? He's going to do what he got to do. I'm not saying it killed his confidence, but I know it, it, it had to have shot his confidence by some. So, first off, you know, go on a team that doesn't need you, that doesn't require you to come out having to prove something. Take time to get your confidence back, your rhythm back, your game back. Not saying, well, I mean, not saying it's left, but figuring out how, you know what I mean, being more consistent and more efficient. Take your time doing that. A team like maybe Milwaukee or Toronto, um, Denver, good teams that will definitely need you come playoff time for that extra boost of offense, especially Denver. And, you know, knowing that that needs you. You know, teams like... Uh, Portland, LA, you know, like OKC would definitely need him. See, the thing, OKC was, you know, he needed, OKC needs a shooter, but, you know, Melo, uh, not just not being that guy for him because that's not who he, he's a scorer. He can shoot the ball, but he's a scorer. You know what I mean? And, uh, he just needs time to find, you know, that, that, that niche, that team that's going to do that for him. And, um, another thing, some more uh, on that is if he was to go to that Laker team, it would. I feel like it would be difficult because you know LeBron's so ball, you know ball dominant, and Lonzo's so ball dominant. Brandon Ingram can't really. Uh, uh, he has to have the ball to get his own buckets at times. More most of the times, that's why he only averages 15, and he hasn't really had a game where he over 20 points. And Melo is kind of kind of the same, especially in situations where they'll need him to score. You know, that that's a lot of that's a lot to 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 put on somebody after going through what he's going through. So that's why I think about will Melo fit in LA? He could, he can. You know, he can. It could work, but I wouldn't risk it because that's risking even more of a shot towards his confidence 
of a shot towards his rhythm, trying to make him uh, ask him to come in and do something that he hasn't been doing the past two seasons. Not that he couldn't in Houston, um, just because of the simple fact that it's just not bad timing. Everything is about timing, and that would be bad timing to be asking him of the sort. Now, if LA was to get some kind of rhythm uh, already, uh, Brandon Ingram steps up. Hart finally gets the minutes he deserves, you know, uh, and uh, Ball kind of steps up more, and Kuzma keeps doing his thing, possibly to an elevated level, then hell yeah, grab Melo, so you can have that extra veteran push off the bench. And also Caldwell Popey doing his thing, even though I heard him, uh, he was in conversation for um, some trade talks, but... All right, off of that, I'm going to hit y'all with my all-time top five uh, from each position. For point, I have, uh, I had to go, have to go Magic. Two, I go Jordan. And then the rest, you know. Well, now, nah, let me go ahead. Three, uh, LeBron. Four. Yeah, no, nah, this isn't self-explanatory. Four. Um, four is a... Uh, I got... Um, fuck it, KG. At the four. And five, of course, Shaquille O'Neal. That is my top five for each position. Now, my all-time five is I got to go LeBron, Jordan, Shaq, kind of similar to what I just had earlier. Um, not going Garnett, might not go Magic. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Might just have to throw Magic in there. say I'm sorry Kevin Durant and then my top five in the league right now very easy LeBron Kawhi Kevin Durant um Giannis Antetokounmpo and then it's a tie for fifth between Anthony Davis and James Harden and lastly I want to leave you guys with uh just the top free agents in the league coming up we got um for the guards, Kyrie becoming a free agent, Clay, Jimmy, Kemba, Garan Dragic, Bledsoe, Tyreek, Rozier, uh, D'Angelo Russell, and Ricky Rubio. For the forwards, we have KD, Kawhi, KP, Chris, Stops, uh, Chris Middleton, Julius Randle, Tobias Harris, Paul Millsap, Harrison Barnes, Jabari Parker, Trevor Reza, uh, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, um, 
and Kelly Oubre for the forwards. And remember that Michael Kidd Gilchrist, him being a free agent, meaning I, Hornets might lose him and get nothing. So that's why I think he will be getting traded unless they sign him again. But that's that's not the move I would go because Walker needs some help. And it's not another and, – and MKG is good enough to where he can get you some extra talent. Maybe not so much Batum. Maybe not so much Marvin Williams. Uh, maybe not so much Bacon, you know, or Malik Monk. Maybe, maybe Malik Monk. Hell yeah, maybe Malik Monk. But um, for centers, we have Cat. Which is a big one. Al Harford, Boogie, of course, Mark Gasol, Miles Turner, DeAndre Jordan, Vujovic, another big one. Whiteside, another big one. Dwight, Brooke Lopez, and Jonas and Cantor. Um, really, that Cat and that Vujovic, they're gonna be big because you know I think Cat will stay, but if he do decide to go somewhere else, that will be big. Um, where should Cat really uh go to? I would like him, um, I wouldn't say OKC, but it would be a nice fit for OKC. But I feel like they, they don't have the they don't have those shooting touches yet. So if they can get some shooting around them boys, Cat, uh, uh for sure, for sure. I would like to see Cat uh down there with the in, in Portland. I feel like that would be a great, 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 great mix-up. Oh, only because Portland always been lacking that center, that big man since Lamarcus left. They didn't have McCullum wasn't as polished as he was when he was there. But hell, give them two a big man, big man. Uh, Nurik, you're all right, but you need to come off the bench or just move up to the floor. Whatever you gotta do, really, I would want you to come off the bench and let and and have Cat down there. Ridiculous, ridiculous. That would be a good team. Maybe uh maybe just good on paper, but that would be a good team. Vujovic, who I was talking about in my last episode, I really want Vujovic. No, Alfa was earlier today. Yeah, earlier today for the Magic Store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vujovic, I want him uh, to explore his options. Uh, if you do decide to leave, if he gets traded, it doesn't matter. I feel like you know, what I mean, after that season, he'll fly or that team. Obviously, if the Magic wants some good pieces, they have to send him to a decent team. Maybe the Clippers. They have a lot of extra pieces. Uh, they, that they could ship that wouldn't really hurt them, but I would like to see Vooch and Portland again. Blazers, they need that center. So you're going for these centers, you're gonna hear Blazers a lot between Horford, not Horford, but between Boogie, Cat, and Vujovic. I think, or Miles Turner, who's also one, if he decides to leave Indiana, which I don't think he will. I think he'll stay. But if he does decide to leave, uh, shoot for Miles Turner. Well, those those uh, four big men, I, I would like to see in a Blazers uniform. They can shoot, stretch it out. That's perfect for Dame and um, CJ. Also, they're they're kind of tough in the paint. More so Boogie, more so uh, Miles Turner. But Vujovic can hold his own in that paint as well as Cat. Even though you know he kind of looks soft in the paint at times. But Mark Gasol also becoming free agent. I don't think he'll leave. You know, if he does, it'll be it'll be shocking because you got a healthy Conley. You guys are making some noise in the West, um, enough to make playoffs and you know might still around. Um, I wouldn't leave, but if I I would like to see him on a number of different teams just to bring. He still he was an All Star last year. He still has it in him. You know, he hasn't lost a beat. Boston, uh, New York, 
uh, L.A., New, uh, goddamn Spurs, Toronto, also the Blazers. Marcus All can help any one of these teams with that veteran and that great passing, great uh, shooting, scoring, post presence. Also on defense, Marcus All, similar to his brother Paul Gasol, is something that's very unique about their game that they're going to get it done. Right now, it's more so him than his brother. Back in the day, it was always about Paul, not Mark. But um, some of these guards and where I want them to go, uh, Kyrie, you know, we the famous New York talk. And I would love to see that because I feel like if Kyrie went to New York, then ultimately that would draw KD to New York. And that could stir something up. Him and Denver would be pretty cool. They don't really have no top-heavy point guard. And I would, and that would, that would really shift the game to a whole nother level because Denver's already great. Getting someone like Kyrie could elevate the game because Kyrie on the team, as we can see, doesn't hurt a team. Not like maybe um, gambling with throwing, and no shade to Westbrook, but throwing Westbrook on the team, or maybe Dame on the team. You know what I mean? Uh, but Kyrie, Chris Paul, they're, you know, they, they, these two, Chris more passing. He can get a whole team involved, but Kyrie, his offensive efficiency, he is is so great that he doesn't really hurt teams. Any team that he'll be on, Clay, a guard, uh, a guard of course, but he, he, him, if he does decide to leave, I would like to see him. I would like to see him dominate. Finally, show what he has in the tank, what he has in the clip. That would only be. I would like to see Clay leave if the if the Warriors dynasty starts to look like they're. You know, like the Boston, you know, he's always up for trade talks, how Boston was doing Ray Allen. Excuse me. Leave before they do screw you. So, some places I would like to see him go, Hornets, um, Dallas, OKC, because OKC is in dire need of shooting. But imagine that real quick. Clay Westbrook, and Paul George. But all three of them have a good defense. They're a good defensive team. Paul George and Clay can shoot. Westbrook can shoot them little free throw elbows when he went, you know, they fall in. He's going to shoot them regardless. But they fall in from time to time. Just think about it. And also, I was saying, you know what I mean? Um, Boogie could possibly go to OKC as well. So, uh, or Cat. Maybe Cat with Clay to OKC with a whole bunch of shooters. Like I was saying, Cat would be nice with some shooters around him. But, um,. I think uh, Jimmy Butler and Kemba Walker, uh, Jimmy, uh, uh, he's staying. He's staying in Philly. Kemba, if Kemba doesn't, if, if nothing shakes for Kemba, Kemba needs to leave. I don't know if he will because I don't know if Jordan might blackball him or something for leaving his team. I don't know. That's how y'all know how I am. Shit. Y'all, or if you don't, shit, it's conspiracies. God damn it. <laughs> That's how I'm rocking. But not to scare none of my fans away, but it gets real. You know, just like how I was thinking about D'Antoni. I'm just an outside-the-box kind of guy, thinking kind of guy. And uh, I feel like, uh, yeah, if Kimba was to, if he was to leave, maybe, you know, Jordan might blackball him a little bit. He's friends with damn near, think about it. Uh, he, Jordan isn't um, just some retired Hall of Famer. Jordan is a mogul. You know what I mean? That's him and LeBron are not anybody else in the league. LeBron is different than Chris Paul, and Jordan is different than, uh, you know, Barkley. He's different than, hell, he's different than Magic Johnson, even though Magic Johnson has some pull. But my, my whole point is, Jordan is a mogul. He has his own shoes. He has his own, uh, he, he, you know, has partnership with Haynes, if that's not his own shit. 
it's different stuff Michael Jordan has his hands on, and he's a businessman. People don't only know Michael Jordan for basketball. Long story short, that's what I'm saying. So the power Michael Jordan has, he could blackball um, uh, a Kimba Walker if if it came down to it. You know, hitting up. Uh, think about it. Half of his friends are got their hands in teams. Magic with Lakers, of course. He probably still cool with Danny Ainge up there in the Lakers. We all know uh, Bird and the Pacers. Um, Kevin McHale, he was a former Rocket. But you, you get where I'm going with this. You know, him and Pat Riley was tight. You know what I mean? Him and Pop go back. He has his hand. Uh, uh, he could have his hand around the league. You know what I mean? Uh also, uh, well, no, nah, not the Knicks. <laughs> Knicks probably hate Jordan Nash, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to keep on going with that. But next, Goran Dragic, he might um, end up staying because he hasn't really been showcasing. Team, it's teams that need Dragic, but, you know, I, uh, my best bet for him was is just to be to stay. And then Bledsoe will stay, Tyreek Evans will stay, Rozier, that trade with Vujovic, Celtics Magic, might happen, might not, who knows, D'Angelo Russell, he might get traded, um, or if he leaves from the Nets, that'll be somewhere interesting where he goes, me personally, I don't know where he would go, I don't really, you know, I don't, I, honestly, I don't fuck with D'Angelo Russell ever since the little snitching thing, yeah, I'm still holding on that swaggy piece snitching shit, ever since then, I don't really fuck with him, I wrote his name down, shouldn't have. But I did it anyways. Ricky Rubio also, he um he's a free agent. He's about to go, but ain't no telling where he's going. And then finally, the forwards, KD. I was just talking about where KD might go. Kawhi. If Kawhi does not go to the finals, quick and easy, plain and simple. If he doesn't make it to no, if he doesn't make it to the finals, he's leaving Toronto. If he makes it to the finals, not even I don't even think depending on how the final series goes. If he makes it to the finals, and maybe depending on how the series goes. He won't leave Toronto. Um, Chris Stops. Chris Stops. I would like to see Chris Stops. Maybe the Boston Hornets, Houston. But really, Boston. That would be something tight, you know. Or Houston. The the, lob, the lobs there would be tremendous. He would be a great push for um, all those teams. Um, Chris, I feel like Chris Milton might stay. He, he might stay. Tobias Harris will stay if they don't trade him from the Clippers. Trevor Ariza might get traded. Uh, that, that Trevor Ariza might go back to um, Houston. They need him. Or Houston might trade for him, which would be stupid. But, hey, it is what it, not stupid to do it, but they would look stupid for letting him walk. Paul Millsap's a free agent, but they, he, you see Denver, how Denver Nuggets rocking right now. And then Michael Kidd, Greg, Chris, who we, all, who, we all, who we all know I was just talking about. With the whole Hornets situation, maybe uh, I I feel like Jordan got something cooking with that boy in, in the in the midst of it. But that's everything for now, everybody. This is Larry's podcast, Larry Live here. I love y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Catch my next episode where I'm talking about who knows what. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a baby mama. I'm out of here, y'all. Boom. <laughs>